Okay. So, the villages, as I was saying in part one, was a very uniquely developed place. It's high quality homes, it's bigger, better than just about any other place in the entire United States. But a lot of people that do come here, and, and remember, I've owned four houses here. Uh, not everybody likes it. Some people from up north and out west, they will come here, they'll, they'll buy a place, and two months later they'll put it up for sale because they just don't like it, they don't feel comfortable, they don't understand uh, how to get involved with the groups, and there's over 900 groups that you can join and participate in. There's all kinds of activities here, not all of which... I even participate in. I certainly don't. They have a fishing club here. I'm thinking about joining that. Um, when I first came here, I, I started playing golf when I was six years old, and my father was a club pro. Um, I got pretty good through high school, and, and when I retired, I got fairly decent, and I enjoyed playing golf. I still do. Uh, I've injured myself a couple of times, so I really, it's a little bit harder for me. I don't play golf as much as I used to. I used to play it every, almost every single day when I first bought my first home here in the villages. Uh, they have executive courses. They have uh, well over 150 executive courses and growing. They have 30 to 40 uh, um, championship level clubs throughout the area. They have a lot of golf courses, and those golf courses suck up water from the aquifer big time as well as from the ponds that are around here. But not everybody does everything. Uh, I used to play tennis. I can't play tennis anymore. There are a lot of tennis courts here. There's a lot of pickleball courts here. There's uh, shuffleboard courts here. There's bocce ball courts here. There's all kinds of things that people can do uh, and get involved in and get to know other people. Not that you'd want to know everybody that's here. Depends on socialization and how comfortable you feel being around other people. As I've gotten older, I don't really like to be around a lot of other people. I will pick and choose, and that's what most people do. They pick and choose who they want to be around. But you don't have to socialize if you come to the villages. But one of the reasons a lot of people come here and then leave is because they don't socialize. They don't get to know their neighbors, and um, and it's not that you need to be involved intimately with your neighbors. There's an old saying that um, familiarity breeds contempt, and I tend to believe that's true. So it's okay to know your neighbors, just don't know them too deeply. But there's many things that you can do. I've taken up pool, and I like to uh, shoot pool, so pool's okay. It's not strenuous. I enjoy it. It's kind of makes my mind think about shots. I like to fish. I have a boat. I have a boat inside of my garage, and I like to take it out when I can and go fishing. There's a lot of things that I do. I don't ha have a need to socialize with people. It really depends on you and what you like to do and what your wife likes to do. And maybe your wife likes to do things that you don't like to do and vice versa. And there are some things that you two can do together. They have pitch and putt courses around here for the non-golfers, the people that think they're golfers but they're really not. And they should really stick to the pitch and putt courses. Even the people that play on the executive courses, for the most part, should stay the hell off of championship courses because they're not good enough to be on a championship course. That's why they have the executive courses for the not-so-good golfers. And then they have the pitch and putt for the really, really bad golfers. But for every level of golfing capability, there's something out there for everybody. You 
don't want to go play on a championship course if you're a shitty golfer. Let me tell you, all you'll do is piss people off. So there's something here in the villages for everybody. Well, that is not true of the Dell Webbs. That is not true of the Lenars or the D.R. Hortons or the other over 55 places throughout the United States and Florida. There is not something for everybody in all of those smaller over 55 places. But here in the villages, if you take the time, you can find something to do for everybody that lives here. Now, one of the biggest problems that I have is that there's just too many goddamn golf carts on the roads. And in some parts of the older villages, there were um, pathways on the roads for golf carts, and they were too small. Then they started building multimodal paths for both the golf carts, the bikers, and the walkers. And that tends to be a problem in some cases, and somewhat often because a lot of the people driving golf carts here in the villages is because they cannot drive cars because they are physically impaired from driving a car. They might be legally blind, partially blind, or they are DUI and they've been prohibited from driving a car. So what do they do instead? Instead, they drive a golf cart and they're breaking the law. If they had a DUI conviction, they are not allowed to drive any motorized vehicle, be it a scooter or a golf cart, because a golf cart is a motorized vehicle. And it means not just on the street, cannot do it on a pathway or a multimodal pathway. That is um, basically a crime if they are doing that. And yet, Every single day in the villages, we have many, many, many villagers who are committing crimes by driving in golf carts when they are legally not allowed to do so because they have a DUI conviction or a suspended license. So, uh, why do I say that? Well, because if you're walking at night or even during the day and a blind golf uh, cart driver hits you, uh, there's going to be a lawsuit, and it's going to be a multi-million dollar lawsuit if somebody's seriously injured. And there have been a number of people here in the villages in the 20 years I've been here that have been very seriously injured by being hit by partially blind and impaired drivers in golf carts. We have had golf cart drivers, husbands and wives, go over bridges and go 20 feet down and kill themselves. We've had golf carts turn over because they don't know how to drive them and they drive too fast around a corner and they've flipped. They run through stop signs and don't pay attention to the DMV rules. Uh, and because they don't pay attention, they get broadsided by a car at 30 miles an hour and they're killed. So there's an awful lot of that going on in the villages. And the, the one negative thing that I have to say about the villages and the Morris family is that they never required mandatory courses for people to drive golf carts on the streets and on the multimodal paths. It is my belief that it should be mandatory throughout the entire state of Florida that anybody who drives a golf cart or gives a child to drive a golf cart with an adult should have to pass a course of safety for golf carts. But they don't do that here. In fact, they don't do that anywhere in the state of Florida, and that is why there are so many injuries and deaths. So that's one of the problems that I have. Then we also have a shitload, and I don't say a small number, I say we have a shitload of bicyclers and bicycle groups here in the villages that get out 20, 30, 60 members 
riding on the roads, and legally they are allowed to take up one entire lane, and if there's only one lane, they are allowed to take up that whole one lane. So then you have cars being backed up behind the bicyclists who aren't going fast enough and who are generally elderly to begin with and somewhat feeble, and they're you know, getting into conflicts with the cars. There should be a separation between the bicyclist clubs and the cars, and that's why the bicyclists truly should be on a multimodal path, not on the roads. But they don't do that here, and so there are conflicts that do occur in the villages because of bicyclist and bicycle clubs. That's another drawback to why maybe you wouldn't want to come live in the villages, because there will be times, uh, once or twice a day, you will run into a pack of bicyclists, and if you're driving a car, you're probably going to be really pissed off. So whether it is impaired drivers, bad drivers, bicyclists, golf carts not following the rules, oh my God, and then you have elderly drivers with dementia and elderly drivers with Alzheimer's driving around here that just run right through stop signs, don't know how to negotiate roundabouts, getting into accidents, and I've seen so many accidents in the years that I've been here. I've seen uh, elderly drivers drive right through a roundabout and hit a pump house. My neighbor that I used to live next door on Rhapsody Path, she would be drunk and back out of her driveway in a big old Cadillac, run across the street, up over the curb because she was that drunk, and then she would drive off and nearly hit somebody coming around the curb. I mean, there's just a lot of issues with bad drivers in the villages. And quite frankly, the Sumter County cops, the Marion County sheriffs, uh, the local Fruitland Park and uh, police, they just don't do enough enforcement. They say they try to, but they really don't enforce. And all too often, they give far too many breaks. And now we have the Wildwood Police, which are a fine group of smaller police department that in, is in the newer section of DeLuna that uh, is trying to enforce some of the laws. For example, in DeLuna, the speed limit on the roads through the villages is 30 miles per hour, except at the entrance where it's 25. And you'll see cars coming down the road at 60 miles an hour in the morning and the night and the daytime, 60 miles an hour in a 25, 30 mile an hour zone. And there's just never any Wildwood police or sheriff around to do anything about them. So it is one of the major problems with being in the village. In fact, in the state of Florida, I don't know about other states, but in the state of Florida, crosswalks, when a pedestrian on foot enters a crosswalk, all cars and all traffic must stop. No exceptions. And if you hit somebody, you're going to have a multi-million dollar lawsuit. Well, this morning I was out walking my dog and I entered the crosswalk and a car driven by a villager, almost hit me and my dog. And I and I yelled at him, and I told him to stop, and he flipped me the finger. So we have problems like that. People do not obey crosswalks. Uh, and if you're a driver in the villages, it is mandatory for you to stop at a crosswalk. If you don't and you hit somebody, you're going to get a multi-million dollar lawsuit against you, and they're going to get at your house, your home, your car, and all your insurance money, and they're in the damn thing you can do unless you killed them, and then they're going to still get multi-million dollars for the wife of the surviving spouse. So you need to stop when you come to a uh, crosswalk. There's just a lot of issues. And the other issue with the villages, as opposed to other parts of Florida, is that there are so many people living in a tight community with so many people in a limited space 
that when you put too many people, too many cars, too many homes in too small of an area, you're going to have congestion. We have a lot of congestion here. And the other problem is once you get outside of the villages, the minute you leave the villages proper and go on to the county roads, the city roads, the state roads, they are in deplorable shape. That's one of the reasons 301 going south to Tampa by DeLuna is it's just it is so torn up, so bad, so rough, it's going to ruin your car. It's that bad. And the governor, Governor DeSantis, hadn't done a goddamn thing to fix the roads yet. He says he's trying. But this particular section outside of DeLuna, DeSantis has no plans to fix 301 South. They're only going to fix that portion of 301 that connects to 470. But So 301 from 470 all the way up to 484 is going to be left undone and in deplorable shape. The turnpike's in deplorable shape. I-75's in deplorable shape. So the roads in Florida are horrendous. They are terrible, and they're getting worse and worse day by day. Also, the same is true on the East Coast on I-95. The roads are just so bad, and there are so many people moving to Florida that it is just getting harder and harder to drive. And if you get out on the weekends to go see something, you really can't because it's bumper-to-bumper traffic and everybody's getting aggravated. That is why there are so many people coming to Florida, so many people retiring and moving to Florida. It is becoming an untenable place to live. Untenable, it is not the wonderful environment that you used to remember. I had a friend who recently sold her condominium uh, down in Vero Beach on the ocean because now the new Florida state law is going to require full-blown engineering studies every 10 years of any condominiums three stories or higher. And those condominium studies, engineering studies, generally run anywhere from a quarter million dollars, depending upon how many issues there are, to millions of dollars. And those will be assessments against the condo HOA's members. Um, Nobody wants to live in high-rise condominiums anymore in Florida. So those things are like a sour grape. And so everybody's moving to other parts of Florida, thus congesting the rest of Florida and making things more difficult for those who do live in Florida. So again, I come to the same question. Why the hell would anybody want to move to Florida? So that's one of the things that you really have to think about. Look at the taxes. Look at the millage rate. Look at the local taxes. Look at the gas taxes. Every county has a different gas tax. Um, it is really a problem. There are tremendous hidden taxes in the state of Florida, whereas if you live in Georgia or South Carolina, there aren't as many taxes. Almost every single road is becoming a toll road in Florida. That is not true of other parts and other cities and other counties and other states. But in Florida, almost every road you are going to be driving on in the future is going to be a toll road. So to go, for example, when we go from the villages to Orlando, it's $10 each way. So that's $20 round trip just in tolls, not even including the gas. Again, I ask the question, why the hell would you want to live in Florida? I grew up in Florida, so I am a Floridian. I've lived here all my life, except when I was in the military and a fed. And the reality is Florida is not the great place that everybody makes it out to be. You really need to do your research, your homework. You need to check out the taxes, what taxes you will be paying, CDD fees, um, which 
throughout Florida, any place that's being built now is a CDD and has CDD fees, bonds that you have to pay. So you have local taxes, you have um, CDD fees, you have um, hidden taxes that you just typically don't think about and you need to. So, and then you have crazy people. One of the um, uh, ways that you can find out about all the crazy people that live in the villages is to go to a website called village-news.com. That's village-news.com and click on uh, what's going on. And you will see people being arrested all the, t all the time for shoplifting, stealing, battery, um, embezzlement, uh, assault, you name it. We have all kinds of problems in and around the villages. They don't talk about them, and the village's newspaper run by the Morris family, family of homes, does not print any bad stuff. No bad information can ever get out. But if you go to other sources like Village-News, you will find out about all the meth heads, crack addicts, and con artists that live in and take advantage of villagers. And because there are so many elderly villagers, 70s, 80s, 90s living here, we are one of the biggest scammed communities in the entire United States because villagers, if you, if you have a phone number, if you have an address living in the villages, you are going to receive at least 10 to 20 scam phone calls a day, uh, scams, um, parcels of mail, trying to entice you to give up your earnings and your savings, and it happens every single day. And there are literally thousands of villagers that lose hundreds of thousands of dollars a year because they're stupid, because they're not all there anymore. And so they give money out to people that they simply shouldn't be giving out money to, and they're taken advantage of. And even though there is an elderly law here, uh, crimes against uh, the elderly, anybody who's 65 or over, um, by the time that they're caught, it's too late. The money is already gone. I know this for a fact because my father, uh, he gave out over $185,000 to some scam artists uh, that were contacting him via the phone uh, who were Nigerians living in Canada. He gave away $185,000 of his life savings before I had to put him into an assisted living facility, lockup facility. So the villages, well, the villages is what the villages is. So I just recommend that you do your homework. Don't just believe the propaganda that the villages gives you. Read about what other people say. Do your research. Do your homework. Check out millage rates. Go on the um, tax rolls. Check out what homes sell for, what they used to sell for. Talk to other people and look at other parts uh, and other states. Look at Georgia. Look at South Carolina. Um, look at Alabama. They all have ups and downs, pros and cons. Yet, why do I still stay here? Because the villages, in my opinion, is overall, depending upon how you act, how you carry yourself, how you want to live, can be a very good place to live. The homes are well built. The styles are accommodating to anybody. Uh, it's a very nice environment. You just have to watch out for the crazy wackadoodles that do exist. There are wackadoodles galore in the villages. There are wackadoodles galore throughout Florida. You ever heard of Florida Man? Well, Florida Man is the wackadoodle man. So there are wackadoodles everywhere. You just have to be on the lookout for them and do 
and keep to yourself. Do what you want to do that makes you happy, whether it's going fishing, going boating, playing billiards, playing golf. You do what you want to do, but you do have to follow the rules. And if you don't, and that brings me to the next subject, every community in the villages has its own CDD and its own set of uh, rules and regulations for what you can and cannot do with your house, put in your front lawn, similar to uh, CCRs in an HOA. Um, here, the Villages is not an HOA. The Villages is a compliance neighborhood of networks. And whatever the rules say, you as a villager must be compliant with those rules. So we are compliant. And what that means is anybody, if you are not following the rules, if you put something out in your front lawn that should not be there, any one of your neighbors can pick up the phone and call the... Um, department, and let me see what the, oh, it's called community standards. Any one of your neighbors could call community standards, report your address for being in non-compliance. They will send a vehicle around, check out whether you're in compliance or not, and they will issue you a citation. If you do not correct the situation within one to two weeks, you will be fined, and that fine will be continued every single day until it is rectified. We have a lady in a house that has been cited because she didn't, when she had the storm here recently that blew out her screens on her lanai, for two years she has not fixed her screens. All her neighbors complained about her, so they fined her $50 a day for every single day. And I think now she's up to $16,000 in fines that have been assessed against her house. Now, they can't make her put the screens back in, but they can keep levying fines until the day that her estate or she sells that property. And when she does, all these fines that mount up, all because the Community Standards Department issued her the fines, she will have to pay and they will come off the top of whatever profit she would have otherwise gotten for the sale of that house. So it is very important that if you buy a house in the villages that you stay in compliance with the uh, requirements for your CDD neighborhood. And with that, I think I'm just going to end it there for part two of the villages. And so, Bob out.